0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
1: Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking Him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Who made heaven and earth. If you, O Lord, kept a record of sins, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness, therefore you are feared. Holy and merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful God our heavenly Father has been merciful to us and has given his only Son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Therefore, as a called servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. The Lord will cause his majestic voice to be heard, and you shall have gladness of heart. Take. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, One God, now and forever.
1: The first lesson for the second Sunday in Advent is written in the book of the prophet Malachi, chapter 4. Surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and every evildoer will be stubble. And that day that is coming will set them on fire, says the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. But for you who revere my name, the, the sun of righteousness will rise with healing in its wings. And you will go out and leap like calves released from the stall. Then you will trample down the wicked. They will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I do these things, says the Lord Almighty. Remember the law of my servant Moses, the decrees and laws I gave him at Horeb for all Israel. See, I will send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. He will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, or else I will come and strike the land with a curse. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: Out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes, he does not keep silence. Gather to me my faithful ones, who made a covenant with me by sacrifice.
1: The second lesson is written in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 15. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement Give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Christ Jesus, so that with one heart and mouth you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another, then, just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth to confirm the promises made to the patriarchs so that the Gentiles may glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing hymns to your name. Again it says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles, and sing praises to him, all you peoples. And again Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up. One who will arise to rule over the nations. The Gentiles will hope in him. May the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God. Please stay. Hallelujah!
0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! powers of the heaven will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Hallelujah! Alleluia, Alleluia.
1: The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 21st chapter
0: be to you
1: Jesus said, "There will be signs in the sun, Moon and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. He told them this parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I tell you the truth, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be careful, or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all those who live on the face of the whole earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. This is the Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise be to you.
1: Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. It has to be one of the most horrific and unnerving experiences to try to stand as the ground beneath your feet begins to shift and to move as as, as an earthquake. Or to try to stand up and feel the whole world, the room, spinning around you in circles. Trying to to remain standing while you're experiencing a bout of of severe vertigo, being lightheaded or dizzy. I I don't know which is worse. Trying to do that, trying to to stand or walk on, on unstable ground or as the things are actually spinning around. Or to know that you're standing on solid ground but having that feeling as if the whole world around you is spinning. It makes it very difficult to, to stand or to be able to stand and relax. The enemies or the events that Jesus describes in our gospel for today, which will take place before he returns in all his glory, are Real. The heavenly bodies, the sun, the moon, and the stars will really be shaking and its effects will be felt on the earth in the roaring waves of the sea. Actual earthquakes, actual wars, and rumors of wars. The sum of all of it seems to be that that everything in this world that once was stable, reliable, and regular will become upset and disrupted. Everything from top to bottom of life as we know it will be disrupted. And the reaction? Jesus tells. He uses a number of words, words like anguish, which is defined as a state of distress that involves a high degree of anxiety and perplexity, to be confused and anxious, to be at a loss for what is happening and what is going to happen. Fainting, passing out, out of breath, fainting from terror, pure fear, fear and foreboding, apprehension, fear of what is, what's going to come next and expecting the worst. In short, when these things happen, Jesus says people will be freaking out, losing their heads. And then, finally, the Lord himself, the Son of Man, our Lord Jesus himself, will return, will come, on a cloud in the same way that his disciples go into heaven so he will return no longer hidden, but for every eye to see him. And no longer in humility, not as a baby, not on a donkey, but in power and great glory. And so, according to what Jesus says, Jesus' second coming, his advent, is a bit of a process. It starts with signs, and it ends with Jesus' appearance. Is there any one of us who thinks that these signs have not started? And is not the world's reaction to these signs exactly what Jesus has described? Tell me. If there's any nation on earth, any community, any house, or any human heart that has not been plagued by anxiety, fear, and stress, is there anyone who still thinks that life will probably be better, will be easier for our children than it is for us? Anyone who does not fear the worst? And who among you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you? There is all of this anxiety, stress, terror in, a, in reaction to what? Disruption? Change? War? Weather? disease, violence, death, what else? Because it seems, it, it seems nothing is certain anymore. Nothing lasts. It is as though the ground is moving beneath our feet and the world in which we live is spinning out of control. And who knows what is to come next? So, dear Christian, Jesus is talking to you. And he's not talking about some future doomsday or apocalyptic event, but today. For he says, when you see these things, begin. And he says, stand up and lift up your heads. But how can you? On what ground? When the ground is shaking and the world is spinning. He says on this, Stand up, lift up your heads, for your redemption is drawing near. Redemption from what? Well, essentially it's everything of which you are afraid. Even from everything that you should have been afraid of but didn't even know. You are to be redeemed, bought back, released, freed from everything that would have harmed you, from every suffering and tribulation that you would have experienced, from every attack and temptation of the devil, from every incitement and persecution from the world, from sin, which continues to cling to your flesh in this body of death every sorrow and even, which is the greatest, even from the powerful grip of death. This redemption from all of this is, Jesus says, drawing near when you see the signs. But still you might ask, how can can we stand? How can you actually stand with everything going on around us? Jesus tells you a parable that I think you might understand. He says when you see the signs coming like, like a tree leafing into blue, budding into leaf, you know that summer's coming. Though it isn't here yet. You know this. That just because you see a robin in the spring or just because the tulips come up doesn't mean that it's not going to still snow. It probably will. But summer is coming. and Just as surely, Jesus says, your redemption is drawing near. And these signs, all of these disruptions and changes and sources of all your anxiety, by Jesus' word, these are sure, sworn, I tell you the truth, proofs to you He's coming soon. And then, everything. Everything, Jesus says, heaven and earth, all the stuff that was once stable, unchanging and reliable, but is now changing and unreliable and fear and anxiety inducing, all of it, all of that will pass away. Even, he says, this generation, will, which will continue until then, this, this wicked and unbelieving generation of those who put their trust in this world and its life and all the things that they think are stable here. Heaven and earth shall pass away, he says. But my words will never pass away. In the end, the only thing left standing will be the words of Jesus and you to whom and for whom he speaks. Only the words of our Lord remain, stand forever. Verbum domini monit in aeternum. And that which is the only thing that stands forever, that is the only thing that allows you to stand tall, to stand secure, to stand confident in these last days when everything else is spinning out of control and shifting like sand. The only thing that you can stand on now are the words of Jesus. It was, after all, Jesus' words. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing and teaching them that caused you to be baptized. Swirling winds of change may may lead you, may lead everyone else to question your identity, but Jesus' word stands. He says, you are mine forever. And it was Jesus' words If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. That leads you, that compels you, that that emboldens you to confess your sins freely and to hear with your own words those blessed words, I forgive you. Make no mistake. Those are Jesus' words. And they will stand forever. Even against the troubling voice of your conscience. Even against the accusations of the devil himself. They will not stand, but Jesus' words will. It is Jesus' word. This is my body. This is my blood that has caused us, his Christians, to gather once again on the Lord's day that we who believe his word that we might receive him in his body and blood so that in this world of chaos, here, In the words of Jesus, we have something. We have, in fact, the only thing that lasts forever. It's a very good reason that we here in church that that we stand to read the, the gospel, the words of Jesus. Because in a world of instability, it is the only thing that allows us to stand. But Jesus also tells us in these last days to be careful, to watch out. Lest we would fall back again with the world, in its obsession with everything that promises happiness, success, progress, stability, security, and safety. It will tempt us to think our security is in money or education, or you name it. But all of that is still passing away. Watch out, Jesus says, that it doesn't weigh you down. When you have something firm, something that lasts, you don't go out seeking those things that do not. Drunkenness, dissipation, the anxieties of life Jesus refers to. They threaten to pull your head down, to take your attention, your hearing and your seeing away from the words of Jesus. Having the effect of just spinning you around, shaking you up, and pulling the promises of God out from under your feet. Stay awake. Watch. And pray. It's no surprise, I think, that in the human body, the ability to stand up straight, the ability to balance yourself, that function is located in the ear. Your ability to stand, to stand as a Christian, to stand now in these last days when standing is hard and at the last when you are called to stand before the judge, comes only from the one thing that will never pass away and never be shaken, the words of your Jesus. And your dear Lord has placed his words into your ears to secure the ground under your feet, to stop the spinning, to stop the chaos and the fear give you hope, confidence, stability, joy, now and forever. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We now join in confessing the Christian faith using the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O Lord God, Heavenly Father, create in us contrite hearts and work in us true repentance and faith. Give ear to our cries for mercy and keep us, your baptized children, clothed in the perfect holiness and righteousness of your Son, that we may remain his beautiful and unblemished bride. Lord, in your mercy, Fill us your children with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit we may abound in hope. Remove from us the all- grumbling and coveting, that we will be faithful in our vocations, glad in our daily work, and eager to serve you and our neighbors. Lord, in your mercy. Amen. In a world full of conflict and turmoil, remind us that you have given all authority in heaven and on earth to your Son, our ascended Lord call to faithfulness the leaders of the earth and bless those who govern for those who would hinder your reign among all peoples that peace may be established in all places lord in your mercy be merciful to those in our midst who have been afflicted with pain sickness trials and difficulties that they may be granted health or strength to endure their afflictions help us all to see that when christ returns in glory He will make all things new, and even our bodies will be incorruptible and immortal. Lord, in your mercy, receive our thanks for the saints who have gone before us and now enjoy heavenly bliss. And we wait with them for the coming of your Son on the last day. Enable us to endure in the faith, that we would be welcomed with them into the new heavens and new earth to come. Lord, in your mercy, into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you. And with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God.
1: It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father almighty and everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and calling sinners to repentance that they might escape the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. Jesus Christ, through you all things were created, and through you all things have their purpose. You judged the world through water, but saved believing Noah and the church with the same righteous flood. With water, you rescued Israel from the slavery, destroying her enemy in the Red Sea, and led her through the Jordan River into the Promised Land. You spoke through the prophets, ruled through the kings, and mediated through the priests on behalf of your people, until it was time for your blessed passion the sacrifice of the true Lamb of God.
0: Our Lord Jesus Christ on the night when he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take heed, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. Jesus
1: Christ, you did not turn away from the stroke of justice we deserved, but absorbed its blow only to rise three days later. As you promised your apostles, so comfort us with the knowledge that you have ascended into heaven to prepare eternal bliss for us and rule all things in our favor that we may carry out your Pentecost command to preach the gospel to all nations. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray, Our Father,
0: Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his mercy endures forever.
1: We give thanks, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this Holy Supper. We pray that through it you will strengthen our faith in you and increase our love for one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.